Good morning. A very warm welcome if you're tuning in live to either our Facebook live video or to our podcast live uh, audio broadcast. And uh, if, we, if you're not tuning in live, perhaps you're listening to this uh, afterwards. Uh, it'll be uploaded uh, as a normal podcast so that it can be uh, listened to through our phone listening service uh, as well as available to watch or listen again on the relevant uh, platform. So it's good to welcome you to the building uh, again at Gart Kosh and uh, we're going to pr present our service uh, recognizing that we would obviously love to uh, be here in person and uh, for everyone but at the moment that's not yet possible. Um, we are working towards that and I'll give you a bit of an update on that in a moment. As always, you can download the order of service. There are just, uh, links in the description, both on Facebook and on Podbean uh, to our, our order of service. So if you want to sing along with the hymns, you can use that. They may be ones that are familiar to you in any case. And uh, further lives this afternoon at 4 p.m., cuppa and chat. Uh, chance for folk to uh, just tune in and uh, either listen to me uh, discuss what's been happening in my week uh, or perhaps if you want to, to post comments and questions and discuss what you've been doing. And also we go live on Wednesday evening for our prayer service at 7.30. Paul writes in the opening to the letter of Philippians, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is my prayer and blessing for you too. Let's worship God then in singing our opening hymn, the very well-known words of the Lord's my shepherd. I think, did you say we're singing it to Wiltshire? Wiltshire. Wiltshire. The Lord's my shepherd.
Let's join together in prayer. And my prayer is strongly inspired by the remainder of some of the opening of that letter to the Philippians. Dear God, our Father, we gather virtually as the saints, those in Glen Boyd and Garkosh and surrounding areas and from further afield too, seeking to be servants of Jesus and to receive your grace and peace. And I thank you, God, remembering all those who are or who have been part of our fellowships, those who have known some form of lockdown since long before COVID-19, those who have had baptisms and weddings, those who have visited once or twice, those who have stayed, those who have moved on, those who have been here faithfully, lifelong, and those who have been promoted to your closer presence. Help us to pray with joy, to remember our task as partners in sharing the gospel, for you have begun a good work in each of us and will carry it on to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. Ensure that we keep each other in our hearts, that we share in your grace together and with others, so that our love abounds more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, that we may be able to discern what is best, and that we may be pure, blameless, and filled with the fruit of righteousness, not from what we have or haven't done, and we ask your forgiveness for those mistakes and omissions, but the righteousness given by Jesus to us, without merit or earning it, all to your praise and glory. So we pray these things in Jesus' name, who taught his friends and disciples a pattern of prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. So as uh, suggested, we did hope that we might have been at the stage of uh, resuming uh, services for people to be in the building, uh, certainly at Gartkosh, and we're not far off that. But once again, can I remind you and reiterate that everyone has to feel right, uh, particularly in the current circumstances, about looking after their own health. No one should feel under pressure. But if you should feel able to volunteer to help either in Gartosh or in Glenboy, do let me know and join the team that we have available. We hope to <clears throat> confirm when we're going to resume services uh, in Gartosh very soon. Most of our uh, guidelines are now implemented and in place and my thanks go to those who have worked hard both on paperwork and uh, in person matters in the building. Uh, next Sunday however I can confirm will be a pre-recorded podcast uh, as in many previous weeks. We hope to welcome back uh, George Kelly. Uh, we are welcoming back George Kelly, a friend of the churches. He did part of his training for the readership uh, with us and he's going to share the message next week. 
Uh, as for Glen Boyg, uh, we are still to uh, have our, our full discussions and decision regarding how we resume that, but I'm hopeful that we'll be able to give an update on that soon as well. But can I ask again, if you're normally a regular or semi-regular attendee at either of the two congregations, uh, normally as in pre-March, uh, do let me know whether or not you would be likely to want to attend at the moment. That will help us gauge our likely attendance numbers. But in any case, under these current circumstances, I'm sure you can appreciate that all plans are provisional and subject to change in response to any change in government restrictions and guidelines. I can say as well that I hope to produce a sort of walkthrough video uh, nearer the time of opening so that we're able to show you what it will be like and the differences uh, to a year ago, for example, uh, in what attendance and, and so on will be like. But I'm sure uh, many of you be, will be aware of all the things that you have to do differently in shops and other places that you've been going. Uh, and this will be uh, similar in that regard. Just to remind you of the uh, ongoing collection for Coatbridge Food Bank uh, and uh, to say even one item uh, would be very worthwhile and appreciated. Uh, let us know if you want that picked up or if you can drop it to one or two Loch End Road, that would be great. I'll also point you to uh, the list of uh, announcements at the end of our order of service. Uh, they, many of them remain the same but that doesn't make them any less important so just to remind you that yes, we know that people are in different circumstances in many cases, but if you are uh, putting aside your envelopes, for example, uh, faithfully, and you want to have those collected or you want to drop them off to treasurers, uh, that can certainly be arranged and would be very welcome. If you want to look at alternate means of giving, whether that's standing order through the bank, whether that's adding a, a gift aid declaration so that we can reclaim money from the government, whether that's uh, using online uh, giving, there's a PayPal, link through the Church of Scotland website, though that does incur a slight additional fee. Um, there are all these possibilities and also means that you can support the church and indeed the church's wider work in the world uh, without uh, necessarily cost to yourself. So, for example, uh, we're still uh, collecting used stamps. Uh, we've got a slightly different means of uh, getting them to where they need to go to support the Church of Scotland World Mission. Uh, you can uh, deposit used inkjet cartridges, uh, again, let us know for uplift, and those contribute to the, the work of the church. Um, I'm sure there are other things listed. Yes, the, if you're doing online shopping and you use easy fundraising, you can select Gartbosh or Glenvoy churches uh, to benefit from uh, something from that at no extra cost to you. And likewise, there are um, search pages. Instead of Google, uh, you can search uh, using Easy Search, and that again can benefit Carthosh or Glenvoy. All the details are on that sheet. Uh, there are a few other things there if you're interested in preparing to uh, join the church. And uh, remember, the church isn't the building, though it's a very helpful and useful building that we have here and at Glenvoy. But if you want to prepare for that, I will try and get a small group together and uh, prepare for what will hopefully be an in person service sometime down the line. Birthdays. Uh, the birthdays that I'm aware of, uh, but you can always let me know uh, or tell somebody else off. Uh, not tell somebody else off. Give somebody away um, if you want them to, to get a shout out. But happy birthday to Elspeth Ferguson uh, and to David Quaite this week. 
Uh, and also, uh, I discovered uh, just after I think we'd done our service last week that I'd missed uh, David McCarroll had a big birthday, uh, and David and Sheena also celebrated their anniversary. I think that was all on the one weekend. So, congratulations uh, to David, to you both. Uh, and uh, there was somebody else that came up on my timeline uh, that was celebrating last weekend, and I thought, oh, just missed it. I'll put that in next week. And for the life of me, I can't remember who it was. So you've escaped. But nonetheless, if it's been your birthday or your anniversary, uh, happy birthday and congratulations to you. And as always, continue to remember those who mourn, those who are ill or in hospital. Uh, keep on praying. So I read on from the letter to the Philippians. Firstly, at verse 12, just the one verse, and then reading from verses 21 to 30. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. 21. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I'm to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labour for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him, since you're going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Amen. Thanks be to God for the reading his word. So how are you doing? I hope you're all doing well. The reality, as we know, for many people, many of us, I might say, is that we're possibly not doing as well as we might. We had something like three and a half months of lockdown. Admittedly, we called it lockdown. It wasn't as severe as some countries that had curfews and uh, certain distances that they could go uh, even shorter than our own, but it was still very restrictive. That was followed, as you will remember, by some easing of restrictions in July and August. And then we've had things like changes in advice, local area restrictions, political arguments over differences between the home nations, broadcasting, and so on. Meanwhile, individually, some have gone through being ill with COVID-19 themselves. A few perhaps have had this so-called long COVID where symptoms don't go away even months later. Others have had loved ones pass away, been unable to give them the send-off or tribute they would have liked. And now we live in times where increased testing and increased mixing in educational, retail and hospitality sectors, among others, is leading to an increased number of positive tests, with thankfully not 
corresponding increase in deaths attributed to the, to the disease so far. That's on my reading of the Scottish statistics. There may be variations elsewhere. However, statistics are just one side of the story. And as my mother always says, it's 100% when it happens to you. To many, it might seem like despite all the restrictions or perhaps because of them, COVID has had little to no personal impact on them, no illness or bereavement among family or friend or neighbors. If so, that's great to hear. But for others, it's been very personal and hard. Hard to lose a loved one, perhaps to struggle through the illness or very possibly to suffer other impacts. Many people are concerned and have been all through about the impact on mental health, both of the restrictions, but also the living with uncertainty of plans changing and changing and changing again at short notice as restrictions are imposed or changed or interpretations are advanced. Being unable to see and hug loved ones. Of course, I know that for some who aren't touchy-feely, perhaps being unable to hug is a good thing. For others whose relationships may have been strained already, not seeing some folk might be at the very least a mixed blessing, but it's still hard. So I ask again, really and genuinely, both to you online and to Tom here at the organ, how are you doing? Because often I will ask folk, how are you? And the standard, perhaps slightly jokey reply is, well, can't complain, no one would listen anyway. I've often tried to anticipate that or to respond with, I would. And while I've had my own challenges to deal with earlier in the year and feel that I haven't uh, since then done all that I would have liked to do, either by phone or in person, regarding individual visiting, I'd like to reassure you all that I would, I will, listen. Hopefully you can always find contact details for me, you can generally get hold of me, except when I'm away on holiday or taking a day off, usually Mondays. And if not straight away, I do try and get back to those who leave messages with details. Though, as we all know, I can be fallible too. Do speak to me or speak to someone else, someone you know, someone you love, someone you trust. I'd like to encourage all of us, including myself, to reflect and think and perhaps even change perspective. Ministers are encouraged during training and throughout their ministries to be reflective, to look back, to understand, to learn, to develop as we move forward. The famous quote is often used, the unexamined life is not worth living. It's attributed to Socrates. And I've recently been trying to get back into good practices in that regard, often with the help of others to whom I'm very grateful, and that's both informally and in a more structured way, both one-to-one -one and in groups. Now, perhaps that way of living is strange to you. Maybe you're always just pushing forward, going on to the next thing, or just surviving, keeping going, keeping busy, but hopefully thriving. Or do you get stuck in a rut, only going back, going over old ground, remembering, reliving, refighting old battles? A helpful and a healthy reflection process is something that we can all do, probably have all done, even if we don't recognize it by that name. Folks say it's easy to have that perfect sight, the 2020 vision, in hindsight. But much of life 
is about the learning from mistakes we've made in the past and finding different and hopefully better ways to live in the future. Reflecting also includes developing your understanding of what happened and why it happened, looking deeper. Paul, in Philippians and elsewhere, seems to be a reflective thinker. This is why I wanted to include that verse 12 along with the main section of the reading. I want you to know what has happened to me has served to advance the gospel. He's looking back on what had happened to him, being in prison, being in chains, and understanding it not as, oh, woe is me, I don't want to have my freedom limited, I don't want to be a prisoner, but rather as something that has worked and is working towards his primary goal, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you read on those verses that I skipped over, you'll see why. Because I skipped them doesn't make them any less important. He has treated his imprisonment as his latest mission field. The palace guard and others around him know what he's about, what he believes, what he's shared. He's become an encouragement too to other believers to speak out courageously because of his imprisonment. Oh, that's fine, you might say. If you're that sort of person you want to go and talk about Jesus, that's on you go. I'm the last one to belittle or minimize the struggles and hardships you've gone or are going through, as I've already alluded. I say I'm happy to listen, but I'd encourage you, one finger to you, three ear pointing back to me, myself, always preaching to myself, to take a step back, take a different look at the situation that you, we, are in. Personally, in your family, in your work or leisure time, in your street and neighborhood. Yes, there might be, there are downsides to your, our current situation. There are fears, perhaps, about what the future will bring and the changes that may come at any time. But there are strengths too that you bring to life. Opportunities in a changing environment to live differently and to see and respond to others' needs. If it works for you, this kind of analysis of a situation might ring bells with the famous, and certainly in business circles, SWOT analysis. Not who's best at doing their homework and sucking up to the teacher, but looking at strengths and weaknesses, which are internal, and opportunities and threats, which are external. Now, it's not a perfect structure. You might prefer a different one, but many things that enable you to look in your, at your life in a new way can be illuminating. Paul's conclusion to his argument is where our main passage picks up. He's considered what the important thing is and the opportunities that he has, as well as considering the downside of his position and the threats of others' motivations. And he gains his new perspective. Whatever happens, it's a win. To live is Christ, to die is gain. Going on living, and we might add regardless of lockdowns or illness or even bereavement, means fruitful labor, an opportunity to do good things that spread God's love and help others and achieve our own goals even. But were the worst to happen, as some would see it, that is in fact a gain. The promise of a brighter tomorrow, a resurrection body, closeness to the God that we love and worship, that is better by far 
Even if we're all saying, aye, but not just yet. Even in this, Paul puts others first. He says, I'd rather be with Christ, but I see it's the need, it's more necessary for me to keep on going here. And it's this perspective that enables him to encourage his correspondents in Philippi to conduct themselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. You know, and I've shared before, the story of the, the person who was driving. And due to the actions of another driver, he doesn't get through the next set of lights. And it just cues the road rage. He's shouting through the window. He's raging. He's gesturing. Next thing, a policeman gets out of the car behind, comes along and asks the driver to get out on suspicion of car theft. But, but it's, it's my vehicle. I've got the documents and everything. Oh, I see, sir. It's just that I saw the Christian fish symbol on the back of your car. So when I saw the language and heard the gestures you made just then, well, not, of course, that any of us are perfect. Perhaps many have that moment of road rage, even if it's sometimes a passive aggression. And my family could tell you I've been known to comment you're welcome, as I've had to give way to someone who didn't follow the rules of the road, but only with the windows up. Conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel. Perhaps the most relevant thing to us is how Paul concludes this thought. It's been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him. Now, if you're like me, you don't like that. Who wants to suffer? But the opposite theology is very dangerous, as well as being prevalent in certain places. Some would associate it with the USA, but it's in some UK churches too and, and around the world. The prosperity gospel, the idea that if you believe, then you'll be blessed, and vice versa. If you're not blessed, you're not believing enough or the right things or whatever. But actually here, we're told a different story. You're granted the opportunity to suffer, to share in Christ's sufferings, to hopefully not all believers all the time, but to experience that and to be supported through it by fellow believers and by God. The encouragement is if you go through the struggles that Paul had, that Paul is having, you're not alone. It's not an indication of poor faith, it's the reverse. Those of you who are on the church WhatsApp group will have seen Henry's weekly message about the influence and power of Satan, the reminder that God and Satan are not equal and opposite. The victory is already won. God is sovereign. But there are still battles to be fought and a certain allowance within limits made by God for Satan for now until that day of Christ. So let me encourage you. Share with me or with someone close to you, the trusted friend or family member, honestly, openly, how you are doing. Let me suggest to you to take a step back, to reflect, even if that's an unfamiliar way of working for you. Perhaps gain a new perspective on your situation. Let me reassure you that you're going through this not because you've been punished for anything, but it's within God's permissive will not his deliberate will that this is what he wants you to happen, but he's allowed this to happen. Others too go through testing and suffering. The future for those who believe in Christ is far better. 
even if the need is for us to be here and to go through this right now. I trust that these thoughts and reflections are helpful to you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now let us pray, bringing our prayers for others. Dear God and loving Heavenly Father, we bring before you the situations that are on our minds, our fears and worries, our cares and concerns. Friday was the 61st anniversary of the Ochengeek pit disaster and we continue to remember and grieve and pray for your presence to be with those who mourn. We pray too for all those who work in industry for safety and for safe practices to be fully observed and precautions to be in place. Even in working towards resuming church in the buildings, we try to reduce and mitigate risk. Though it can never be perfect, help us to make it as low as possible for as many as possible. So we remember those who mourn, we pray for comfort and for that peace that passes all understanding. And we think too of those who are ill, injured and infirm, particularly Liz as she recovers and for her family and friends going through those tight restrictions on visiting. That reminds us to pray for NHS Lanarkshire and its workers and professions all across uh, the wider nation. All those who are finding uh, that restriction uh, on homes and visiting difficult, we pray for ourselves in that regard too. We ask you to bless our government and leaders and their advisors. May they know wisdom that they try to balance the competing demands of well-being, whether impacted by the virus or by other diseases that may be coming, by mental ill health, and of course the impacts that a receding economy can have, particularly on those who may be living life on the edge month to month. We pray for the churches in our local area and the wider Church of Scotland and for our ecumenical partners around the country and around the world. May we all, in our different approaches and decisions, find the best way to work for the gospel, to be in chains for Christ, to support our members, our parishioners, our adherents, our communities, no matter what restrictions are placed upon us now or in the future. Lord, hear and answer all our prayers and concerns. Give us your grace and peace and that confidence that to live as Christ and to die is gain. Amen. So a slightly longer service uh, this morning, but thank you for staying with us, uh, for listening right through. Let's sing again as we draw towards the close of the service. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. God sent his son.
those who've been working on cleaning, risk assessments, paperwork, all the preparations that are needed. And we will uh, get an announcement out to you as soon as we can. So now grace and peace be yours in fullest measure from God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, today and every day. Amen. Go now in peace.
Amen.